Coming up next on the WSJ Speakeasy podcast, we chat with sex, drugs, and rock and roll star Elaine Hendricks. This is WSJ Speakeasy, your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Hello and welcome to the WSJ Speakeasy podcast. I'm Serene Leeds. Today, our guest is Elaine Hendricks, who is currently starring in the FX comedy Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, which just kicked off its second season. Elaine plays the ultimate rocker chick, Ava, and this season she's giving the Boys Club of Rock and Roll a serious run for its money. Welcome, Elaine. Thank you. I love that (laughs) intro. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, got to get started with... Obvious, this obvious topic that I, I just cannot seem to get away from on social media. Um, were you and the rest of the cast hired to pull like double duty as the show's social media street team? You guys have been incredible uh, about promoting the the new season. It's it's awesome. It's great to see. Thank you. You're I welcome. don't know who wouldn't want to promote their show. <laughs> I mean, but we 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 genuinely, you know, you always hear. I think you mostly hear anyway. Yeah. Uh, actors talking about, oh, I love my show. I love my cast. Members. But we really do. Like, yeah. we really love you. were there. You yes. Know? Like, we we love each other. We love this show. And we want to keep doing it. So we're, we're, we're promoting away. We are whores for hire. <laughs> Oops, am I allowed to say that on the line? <laughs> That's not a censored word yet, is it? Not yet. Not that. Not that I've found out. Um, well, yeah. Well, speaking of which, as you said, one thing I, I definitely picked up on on my set visit was that is that where horrors. Um, yes, yes, that is precisely what I picked up. Um, no, that you guys really are like a family. I mean, you portray a family. It, a dysfunctional family yes. on the show, but you're, you definitely seem like to be your own family, both on screen and off screen. I mean. We yeah. are. Yeah. We stay in between seasons. Yeah. We're constantly, I mean, the chain of text messages. <laughs> um, I, I think we would probably all get arrested if they were ever to be released. Uh, we're just, we're wild. We're crazy. We stay in touch. We get together and do things together when we're not filming. Yeah, it, we really are. We really have bonded. Like, we really have. And it's. It's kind of crazy because that doesn't always happen. Yeah, I was going to ask, if, is that typical on a job? No, I mean, yeah. you always do. It always is like kind of an instant family. Mm-hmm. But more times than not, you like, you're like you done with the family. You go on. And it's like, oh, that's nice. I have nice memories of them. Right. I don't know that we're ever going to get rid of each other, no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've built such a strong bond that I think you'll be keeping us entertained for quite quite some time, no matter what the format so Indeed. I'm not I'm not concerned about that alright so let's get a little into your character just give our uh, our viewers our <laughs> listeners just a little bit of a backstory of where we are with the second season um, so your character Ava she's like I said, the ultimate rocker chick. She's the longtime live-in girlfriend of Dennis Leary's character, Johnny Rock. And she's the backup singer of both his old band uh, called The Heathens and the show's new band, which is fronted by Johnny's daughter, Gigi, which is played, uh, who is played by Elizabeth Gillies, and they're called The Assassins. Anyway, this season, what I love is that Ava is stepping into the spotlight with her own rock cabaret act. So how excited were you when you found out that this was the direction your character was going in? I was through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis told me that, and he's like, this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And I had no idea. But I come from a theater background. I come, I'm a classically trained dancer. I sing the whole thing. So it's really been... 
I, I don't know quite the word. Humbling isn't quite right. Ecstatic mm-hmm. isn't quite right. It's just this. It's this magical. A moment for me as an actor to have someone like Dennis see what he sees in me and then allows me to bring it all to the table. He wants me to do that. He caters to that. And it's like, wow, that's it's just incredible. It's really incredible. And so I was thrilled. And I, I can't wait for people to see this yes, season. Yes, it's, yeah, it's uh, when all that starts happening, you know, it's, it's going to be really, really awesome. So, um, Speaking of Dennis, you know, who is who created the show and also um, plays Johnny Rock, as anyone who watches the show knows, Johnny is a complete egomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't be far-fetched to say that he's not going to be too comfortable with his girlfriend kind of becoming a bigger star than he is, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty <laughs> safe to say. I don't think I'm giving any spoiler no, alerts no, no, there. No, 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 no. no, no. So, um, but without giving away any spoilers, uh, how empowering is this new opportunity for Ava when it comes to both her career and her relationship? It's... It's very empowering. Yeah. Yes. And that's another thing that I love about Dennis is that he allows women and champions women to be strong figures. Yeah. That doesn't always happen in comedy, but he loves that. And so for Ava, you know, it's it's because her journey is and wait till the season goes on. It's mm. like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. So he's made her very comp. It's a ve- it becomes very complicated. Yeah. And he's made her very complicated. And I appreciate that. So it's empowering. Mm -hmm. And I think as a lot of women and people, but certainly women can identify with, it becomes a little confusing and conflicting, you know, because with that success, change happens. And we may, as humans, we may say all we want that we want change. But then when it really happens, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, (laughs) be careful what you wish for. Right. So I'm very anxious for us to get picked up for a third season and see what happens. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of reality is is seeping in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, keeping to the subject, um, it seems to me that the, the new season is the season of the woman, not just with Ava, but also with Gigi and also the introduction of Rebecca Naomi Jones's character, mm-hmm. Davi, um, really change, uh, challenging the old school attitudes of the Boys Club of Rock and Roll. I mean, was that something you were hoping for as the show progressed? Because last season, as funny as it was, it was all about Johnny. And, you know, now now, now we're getting into the women. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you obviously you want that as an actor. But yeah. j- as a woman who, you know, I think feminist has a kind of can have a negative stigma these days but I don't I don't see it that way and so I love that you know that women are getting championed and that it the women are certainly out front the women are leading it absolutely but the thing that I particularly love about this season is that I feel like the whole season brings it more into an ensemble mm. and you really like we just which is natural for a second second season of a show. We get to go deeper into these relationships, and okay. and it, they've kind of already been established. So now the conflicts, oh, like we we get them more. You know, yeah. they become just more impactful, and that's what I really enjoy about it. Awesome. Um, so. 
Well, I, you know, I don't again. I don't want to give anything away, but Ava, Ava's got a really. I know it's big, a fine line to walk. No, I know. Oh God, it is. Yeah. So Ava's, she's got a, a great episode, uh, second episode, great episode, which was uh, written by Julian Smolinski. Yeah. Um, boobs did, Radley. Boobs Radley. Did you? So before we get into the somewhat details of that episode, were you able to talk to Julianne at all about like her? her plans for helping to evolve the female characters? Because I know that's something that Dennis spoke to me about briefly. Yeah, no, we didn't. Dennis, the process really is Dennis gets everything in broad strokes set up. And they get written. And then once we get the scripts and once we get going, he's really generous about, well, you know, oh, what are your ideas? And, oh, you want to bring this? And tweaking it and really letting us collaborate Mm -hmm. and be improvisational. But the... But the um, the path, you know, the, the journey that we take, that doesn't change. And I know that he had many conversations and worked closely with her, as well as a few other writers. But mm-hmm. she's our female writer, you know, this exactly. season. Yay. Um, and later on, we have uh, Rosemary Rodriguez, who becomes our female director. So we did Yay. get more women's voices in the season, which I think was important. I think was really important. And Julie, she, um, Juliana gets it. You know, she gets, she's a chick, man. <laughs> and I didn't get to talk to her beforehand, but now I am. And it's like, oh, I want to see you. I want to see you so badly. Well, um, at, at least her voice has come through beautifully in in, in the scripts. So, um, so yes, in the second episode, <laughs> you and Liz Gillies have, some, have a great scene about where Ava gives her some stepmotherly advice about <laughs> hooking up with um, with a female. And yeah, so, it's just the kind of advice just, all stepmothers want to hear why, given why to not? their daughter. <laughs> why not? You know, so I just, how do you get through, through those kinds of scenes without like just bursting out laughing? Or is it just refreshing? Because even though it's improving, these kinds of talks are still quite a rarity on TV, I think. Yeah, they are. And Oh, believe me. No, there's there's very few scenes on this show we get through without laughing. That just that's yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, but that's where our chemistry off screen, mm-hmm. I think, really supports us on screen so that the conversations become that much easier and that much more natural. And. It's interesting because the subjects we tackle, it, even though we're approaching them very easily and naturally, they're not typical conversations. It's like I've, ne- I've never had a conversation with my mom or any mother figure that Ava and Gigi do. But in their world, yeah. it's entirely normal because Ava has been in this world for 25 years, you know, as long as Gigi's been born. Right, so, you exactly. know, has been on Earth. Yeah. So for her and Johnny and the rest of us, it's like. Oh please! This is like this is just like breathing air to right, us. Right, right, right. Yeah. So like let, let's let's uh, let's give you the crash course. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Oh, well, yeah, 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 it's like yeah, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna hook up with a girl. Okay, right. well then let me give you all like don't do this, don't do this, but don't do that. Like let me just save you a lot of time and effort because I had to learn the hard way. Exactly. Oh yeah, you're gonna have a threesome. Okay, well here's the deal: an orgy, no problem. You know, here's here's my rule book. Yeah, like I said, you know, typical stepmother stepdaughter talk. Why not? I mean, I can see how it was probably impossible for you to get through that without, yeah. without laughing. For sure, but um. 
And and this will help us uh, segue into the next portion of our chat. You know, uh, you you, um, you mentioned some of your background. There's a line of dialogue in one of the new episodes where Ava talks about her own life and how she started out as a dancer in she started out as a dancer. Mm-hmm. So so that's drawn from your own life, I, I take it. Yes, yeah. and Dennis does blend in. Like, you got to be careful what you say around Dennis because it's like, oops, and he <laughs> will pick up on it, and he will make it a part of the show. So <laughs> you do have to kind of sometimes watch it. But I I love that because, again, it just makes that that much easier and more natural and more authentic. Yeah. It's yeah. more authentic that way. It's something that I can really really relate to. Well, I'm looking forward to discussing that with you more in detail, but we're going to need to pause for a quick moment. Coming up, we'll have more with Elaine Hendricks. Hi, I'm Paul Vigna. If you do not subscribe to the Money Bee podcast, you are going to feel worse than a short seller on the day of a big rally. Go to iTunes and WSJ.com slash podcasts. You want to sign up for this one. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Speakeasy Podcast. I'm Serene Leeds in New York, and we've been speaking with Elaine Hendricks. So um, getting back to uh, where you started in show business, we were just talking about how you trained as a dancer. And then uh, it's my understanding that you were injured in a car accident, and that's where things kind of changed over for you. Well, a car accident, but... I was on a bicycle. Oh, my goodness. No, I did not know that part. Yes. So I got hit by a car when I was on a bicycle. And that really did change things for me. I mean, being a dancer, it takes enough of a toll on your body. And Mm -hmm. I came from a a very, very serious world of dancing. I was in a company. My mentor had trained with Alvin Ailey. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was into that kind of classic modern and jazz, contemporary jazz. And then as times progress and you start doing hip hop and you you just do all kinds of crazy stuff to your body and so after I was hit by a car on a bicycle I was like yeah I gotta like I can't do that I really thought I was gonna have a longer career as a dancer that's Mm -hmm. that's what I planned for but um, someone else had uh, another idea for me which is fine (laughs) yeah it's worked out so had no absolutely (laughs) Um, so so had that been something you had been contemplating maybe going into acting because you had seen the toll that dancing was taking on your body or it just took this moment to be like maybe it's time to think about something else well I had already started the wheels in motion Mm -hmm. but again Mm -hmm. I thought that that I thought the the changeover was going to be longer Mm -hmm. it was further down the road so when this happened it really was like oh no now's the time because I can't go to the doctor to get a cortisone cortisone shot after I take a class which would happen and I can't spend six months in therapy when I want to go and do a job which would happen Mm -hmm. so yeah that was really the pivotal pivotal moment for me that just it pushed me it pushed me in the direction I was already headed towards it just made it a faster process so it's it's it accelerated the natural progression. Exactly. Good summation. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> to, um, if anyone's taken a look at your, your resume, your IMDb page, they're just probably going to say, she was in pretty much every movie I saw <laughs> in the, like, the later half of the 90s, the early 2000s. Yeah. So... I, you know, everything before reality television hit and then the whole industry changed. So there's this movie you did in the late 90s. I think people heard of it. It's called The Parent Trap. If you haven't, you lived on the moon. Like you haven't. Yeah. So I'd be remiss if I didn't chat with you about this. So, I mean, 
So, and correct me if I'm wrong. So you've seen that Bustle article that was devoted to you and your character, Meredith Blake. There's been a couple of yeah. them. I got to get in touch with Bustle because who, do. yeah, because there's been a couple of them. And they're like, not only is it, first one, it was basically the the transition between, you know her from the parent trap, and now here she is on Sex and Drugs and Rock yeah. and Roll. And then another one came out, like, analyzing why, and this is my favorite, why my character who was just awful, why she actually wasn't so awful. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, that. thank you, finally, uh, somebody understands me. Exactly, exactly. No more two-dimensional villain character. She's got a background, and we uh, she's misunderstood. Completely <laughs> misunderstood. Yes, and those awful little girls, how dare they? Ugh. You yeah. know, when you get older, you can see, like, you know what? Maybe Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan, excuse me, both of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, maybe maybe they were being a little hard on Meredith. Come on. She just, come on. She she found, like, a really handsome guy. Yeah. He had a lot of money. She was a guy's she, girl. She was a guy's girl. Not a kid's girl. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, believe me. I read that and I was like, Yes. <laughs> Yes. Did you ever expect anyone to to write from that angle, like ever? No. But people have sent it to me, yeah. and I'm sharing it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this, yes. So I love that you brought that up. Oh, well, I had to because I was like, because I saw it, and I was like, wait a minute. Okay, this is a very new direction, and I like that. So I guess you can safely say that you're cool with being the villain now. Yes. Oh, I, you know, I've played the villain a lot. Yeah, you have. I have, and I'm very comfortable in that role. Yeah. And even this season, I, I'll, I'll tease with even this oh. season, I was like, you know, Dennis, I, I, I didn't actually sign, as with Ava, I didn't sign up to be the villain. And I'm not exactly the villain, but she goes into some, like I said, she gets... She gets complicated. It gets complicated. I'm intrigued. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, just the fact that a millennial site like Bustle wants to write about the parent trap and write about you, what is it that you think that about that movie that makes it still res- resonate with audiences today? I mean, because that's pretty impressive considering it was a remake to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The original director uh-huh. came to our premiere and said... He he said this movie should have been directed by a woman, and it was our right. movie, our version was directed by Nancy Myers, right. and co-written by Nancy and her husband Charles. And he said, you know, especially with this version, it needed a woman's touch. Mm-hmm. And the original Parent Trap is a very beloved movie. I sure. mean, that was my mother's generation, and yep. she said growing up she wanted to be Haley Mills, right. and now in this new girls want to be Lindsay Lohan, and it's. Just something. I. It's one of these perfect storm moments where it was a cast that was beloved. Natasha, the you know the yeah. late Natasha Richardson. Yeah. Um, and you I, had a beautiful scene with her where yes. she was drunk and <laughs> yeah, and it's it's difficult to watch now. I know. Yeah. And um and and uh, another Dennis uh, Dennis Quay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, Lindsay and myself and Lisa and Walter, who was Chessie, and right. Simon, who was the butler, we've all now become beloved. And it was that. It was Disney. It was Nancy and Charles, mm-hmm. the uh, Myers and, and uh, Shires. They know how to, how to make movies. So it was just this perfect storm. And then the story uh, just resonating with people. I mean, if you dissect it, and some people have, like, 
like what mother and father would split up their kids and never hear like okay it's a it's a movie people let's not get crazy right. but <laughs> yeah um but i i think the 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 story of love being triumphant and families coming together and staying together okay. yeah that resonates with people it really does and it's just a good movie. It's just at the end of the day, it's a flat out good movie. It is, and um, and not only for for this movie, but uh, one thing that I've always admired uh, about you is, you know, there's some actors who they'll try to downplay their earlier roles, but you not only embrace these gigs, but you've posted pictures of your residual checks. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> What inspired you to start doing that? Because I think it's ridiculous that I am being... And please, go check out... Uh, like, this is no exaggeration. I'm posting three cents, one cent, oh, yeah. 21 yeah. cents. I mean, it cost so much more for the printing and the mailing and the processing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't understand it. And people have this notion that because I've worked a lot... And I'm, you know, at a certain celebrity level that I'm now, you know, living in a mansion and I'm so rich. And it's like, no, here's reality, people. I'm receiving seven cents in the mail today. Like, that's my paycheck. You heard it here first. Elaine <laughs> Hendricks confirms that acting is a real job. It is a real job. <laughs> people don't, believe me, there's a lot of fun of that course. comes with it for yeah. sure yeah. and glamour. Yeah. But 90 to 95, literally 90 to 95 percent of it is a slog like everything else. So don't, do not, do not be disillusioned. It's reality. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and you know, I'm never, ever, ever going to let you get away from a chat with me without asking you what's going on with your latest animal rights yes. activism. What, so what do you have going on right now? Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, it's a it's a never ending battle. So <laughs> I love animals. I respect animals. And like most people, I had no to me, what I've discovered, the average person has no idea what's truly happening to animals. And once they learn, mm -hmm. oh, well, sure, I can I can make changes. I don't have to buy fur. Sure. Oh, I can buy, a, you know, a pair of shoes that aren't leather. Oh, I can leave meat out of my diet one day a week. You know, I, I'm someone I don't. Of course, I would love for everybody to be cruelty free all the time. Mm -hmm. But I'm realistic in that we won't get there overnight. So there are small little steps. And that's really, that's my life. So what am I doing now? It's more of that every single day. The Yulin Dog Festival was mm -hmm. just happening in China where it's a barbaric, barbaric, quote unquote, yes. festival where it starts on the summer solstice and they torture dogs. Mm -hmm. And they believe in the Asian culture, they believe that torturing the animals makes the meat sweeter and has all these other health benefits. And that's just so crazy. But what's even more crazy is that, yes, we're pointing at China because they have this, quote unquote, festival devoted to it. But eating dog is worldwide. And it even happens here in the U.S. And then you go beyond that. And it's like, well, then but then what's the difference between a dog and a pig? A, a pig has the cognition, some, some of them, some of the pig species have the cognition of up to a five-year-old child. So, you know, it's, it's, 
it goes on and on. Small steps, baby steps. Baby steps. Now, I'm glad that you brought that up because I, re- I remember reading about that last year. I'm like, oh, great. It's an annual festival and it yeah. keeps going on. So, well, yeah. thank you for drawing attention to that. Absolutely. Yeah, Helping animals is really very easy. And if you go to my website, I have all kinds of links and I have all kinds of information because I tell people it's so easy. You just have to know what to do. Buy method or buy a, a product from the Honest Company versus something from like Johnson & Johnson or Unilever. Johnson, all the big companies, they test on animals. The smaller companies don't. And price points really actually end up evening out. So just make, and it all boils down to the almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing You're that welcome. up. You're welcome. So yeah. uh, AleneHendricks.com, that's where people yes. can go. Okay, yeah. no problem. And then you just wrapped up uh, a run out in Pennsylvania doing a production of Steel Magnolias. I How did. did that go? Uh, oh, sorry, before we start getting into that. Um, Elaine played uh, Truvy, the hair salon owner, uh, who was uh, portrayed in the movie version by some singer, uh, Do- Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly yeah, Parton. Yeah, you might have heard of her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so so how'd that go? Any chance we might see that here in New York, maybe oh, out in L.A.? God, yeah. from your mouth to the universe's <laughs> ears. Yeah. I don't know. That production was specifically made for Bucks County, which okay. Bucks County used to be a big stop, um, first of all, in the summer stock circuit, but then also before shows came to Broadway, um, the, the theater had some problems and then a few years ago they did this massive renovation they've brought in top-notch producer uh, Broadway producers as their executive director and executive producers and they've been bringing in major productions Marsha Mason was our director and this is like her third production there and we had Jessica Walter and Susan Sullivan and Patricia Richardson and um, uh, Clea Alsip Lucy DeVito and then myself and it was fantastic. It was, you know, and it was perfect to do just after Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll because even as Ava in that world and even as strong as we are, it's still very much a boys club. It's still very much a man's world. So to go from that to then jump into Steel Magnolias, which is nothing but women, it, oh, it was such a breath of like... I don't know. It, it totally revived me and inspired me. It was hard work. Truvy, my character, the play is like 64 pages. I'm on and talking and doing stuff 61 and a half out of the 64 pages. So it was a lot, lot harder than I thought it was going to be. But it was so worth it. And I would love I would love for them to bring it to New York. But I'm in I'm in talks and we're looking for me to do more theater, whether it be here in New York or elsewhere, because I do. I I love it. I absolutely love it. When, I mean, when was the last time uh, you were on stage? Had it been a while since you've been yeah, on stage? Yeah. I, I, I always am performing, in, but it's usually short runs because of my schedule. But the last time that I did another chunk, I did Off-Broadway here in New York, mm-hmm. and that was about three years ago. Mm. Yeah. So it was it was time. All right. Yeah. Well, the last question, who wears more makeup, Ava or Truvy? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is a great question. And I'm going to actually say that's kind of a draw. Okay. It's just the, it's just the color of makeup that changes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll airs Thursday nights uh, at 10 p.m. on FX. 
Lex. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to end it there. Thanks so much to our guest, Elaine Hendricks. So that wraps things up for this week's WSJ Speakeasy podcast. Please join us next time. For more, please check us out at wsj.com podcasts. That's wsj.com slash podcasts. From New York, I'm Serene Leeds. On behalf of the Speakeasy team, thanks for listening. And thank you again to Elaine Hendricks. I love you, Serene. Oh, no. I love you, Speakeasy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.